0: Good morning. Good morning. How is everyone? Hallelujah. Glad to see each and every one of you. I, I, I tell you, I was thinking about uh, some people that used to get to go to church with. Some are at home with the Lord now, some have been removed from their place and their positions. And one makes me rejoice, and the other makes me sad, you know. Um, If you would, open up your Bibles to two openings in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 4 and John chapter 17. While you're going there, let me just share with you what's on my heart, what what the Lord has spoken. Uh, I I covet your prayers desperately for you you to be able to pray that, that I will be able to make the Word of God Every time I have an opportunity to to witness, to testify, to minister the Word of God, uh, relevant to, to people's lives, uh, I, I was kind of discouraged after the service the other night, and uh, because I, I recognized and realized, you know, that the Word of God has the ability to create life and do all sorts of things, but if people don't receive it, uh, then you know. God has a desire and a plan but they're that far from it and and you don't blame people you know you try to figure out Lord how can I present the word in a way that makes them hungry in a way that they see that the word is applicable to them because right now we're living in a generation where so many people think the word of God is just an old archaic book No, this book is alive it'll change your life it'll give you hope it'll give you confidence it'll give you an eternity and, and I want to be able to present it that way don't you you realize that there's eleven million people that starve to death every year in the natural, in the world. Eleven million, oh, about twenty-seven thousand people every day starve to death. How many starve to death spiritually? See, Psalms thirty-four, eight says, "Oh, taste and see the Lord is good." We got to get people to taste the Word of God. Amen. Matthew chapter four, very familiar verses of Scripture. Um, Starting in verse number 1. If you're there, say Amen. Now, we're going to look at the first three ministerial utterances of Jesus, and we're going to look at the last three utterances of Jesus as a minister, as a pastor, as a Savior. And I want you to see how His message started one way and it finished one way. You and I, we need to start out with the Word of God. Every day, we need to finish with the Word of God. Every day, that's your source Of success, that's your victory. Matthew 4 and 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Each one of us is going to go through this same temptation. Verse 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. Verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now notice in verse number 4. But he answered and said... So this is the words of Jesus. Notice what it says, red letter. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now drop down to verse 7. Jesus said unto him, It is written again. Now look at verse number 10. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written So there's the first three ministerial utterances of Jesus. Look at the last three. John chapter 17, verse number 8. John 17 and 8. This is where Jesus is praying for you and I even today. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. Drop down and look at verse number 14. I have given them thy word. I'm just hitting the high points for sake of time. Verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Once again, thank you so much for being here this morning. I want to tell you what an honor and privilege it is to be in the family of God with you, uh, to be blood-bought, blood-washed. Thank you for uh, 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 being a part of this particular part of the body of Christ and allowing us to, uh, to, to be uh, a part of your life. It's a blessing to us. But it's my heart's desire to be able to create a hunger inside of you where you'll go get the Word for yourself. Because if you just uh, try to live on what you get here on Sunday morning, you will starve to death. And, and so uh, the Spirit of God spoke three things into my heart this week. And, and the Word of God is its absolutely precious. The Word of God is the most precious thing that you and I, meaning valuable, meaning costly meaning it's it's rare the word of God is rare because there's so many voices in the world and there's so much speaking going on that's of the hell it's of the devil that there's a lot of speaking but there's only a few things that's being spoken that's truth and it's this word amen and so I want you to remember these three things God's word is precious God's word is perfect and God's word is powerful and so, you know, you and I, th- think about it right now. What is one of the favorite things that you have to, to, to snack on? Th- think about it. You know, you, you know, somebody it might be ice cream in the freezer. Somebody it might be some kind of dessert on the, on the cabinet. Uh, you know, whatever. You might be a snacker. You might not be. But think about what, what is good to you. And you, you look and you see somebody eating that. You know it's good. But until you go and get it yourself... You, you, you don't benefit from it. And so that's what the Spirit of God is wanting to instill in our lives this morning. The Bible tells us that in the last days there's going to be a great falling away. This Word is the only thing that's going to keep you and I out of the devil's hell. This Word is the only thing that's going to cause us to overcome all situations, to be victorious. And you and I will never be any stronger than the amount of the Word of God that we've got in our life. The Word is Jesus. And so, uh, as you leave here this morning, I don't want you to think that I'm browbeating you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to to point you to a, a, a more perfect way in Jesus. Amen. So let's look at some things this morning. Now we read our text and you see if, if on the mind of Jesus was what God had written as He started His ministry and then as He fulfilled, as He finished the ministry that God laid out for Him, He kept talking about the Word, then you and I, we need to see the most important thing to you and I is the Word of God. Thank God that we can come to church. Amen. I, I appreciate that freedom and I appreciate that opportunity. But coming to church is not the same as getting along with the Word of God and letting the Holy Ghost speak it into your life. Listen, this morning, I've got some encouragement for you. If there's some areas in your life that that seem like the enemy is destroying and running over you and and, and working against you in in great power, with great liberty, this morning you're going to fill up on the Word of God and you're going to understand that you can overcome all of those situations. Amen? You're going to be in the place where you're going to see that God, through Jesus, is calling you a new name. He's labeling you out of His Word, out of His vision. God's got a vision for you. Amen. You're not limited by what the world thinks about you, what they call you, how they see you, because God sees you as a finished product in Christ. Amen. Amen. And lastly, you've got some power in your life when you've got the Word in your life. And so you don't have to bow down. You don't have to cower down. You don't have to be defeated in any way because you've got the omnipotent, the almighty Word of God that's alive and well in your life. Amen? So let's look at that this morning. Go with me to the Old Testament. Ecclesiastes, uh, pardon me, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3. That keeps coming up in my spirit, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm going to have to figure out why. Uh, That's the second or third time that's come up in my heart. But 1 Samuel chapter 3. Uh, there is there's 21 verses in this in this third chapter and, and of course we can't look at them but there is so much meat here but I want you to just notice what it says starting in verse number 1 First Samuel 3 and 1 and the child Samuel Samuel means hearing of God I, I want to hear of God don't you yeah. come on I want to hear what God has to say man might not know what I need to hear they may love me they may care for me Come on, but they might not know what I need to hear, but God searches my heart. He knows exactly what I need to hear this morning that will strengthen me, that will encourage me, that will show me His love, show me His provision of the cross in my life. And the child Samuel, uh, the hearing one of God, he ministered unto the Lord before Eli. Eli here means lofty. Uh, And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. And there was no open vision. So the word of God was precious. It was costly. It it, it was valuable. It was rare. Why? Because Samuel was living in a time when uh, the church system had become corrupt. Sound familiar? Right now, we're in a mess. We've got megachurches that are performing a a form, a role, a, a, a similitude of the gospel. But they're denying the power thereof. And I, you and I, we've got to get back to a relationship with the Lord. It's not where we go to church. It's who we're going to church to serve. Amen. Yeah. It's having a relationship with him. And so here, uh, God has looked at Eli and he's looked at his offspring. He's looked at his sons and, and they've corrupted the ministry. They haven't been preaching the word of God. They've been stealing from God's people. And so you and I were in the last of the last days and we see a lot of things and we see some parallels in this. And so God raises up someone who will hear Him. I believe with all of my heart in these last days before the coming of the Lord that God is getting ready to raise up some modern day Samuels, some children of God that will hear thus saith the Lord. And they'll stand boldly in the face of evil and wrong and they'll say what God is about to say. God is fixing to judge. Judgment starts at the poor. Judgment starts in the house of God, and God is fixing to judge some things, because when He does that, reverence, fear is going to come upon the whole earth. Jesus is going to be exalted. Salvation will come, and finally, the revival, the awakening that we're believing Him for will take place. Amen? So here, here uh, uh, Samuel's in this right place at the right time, and notice what it says. And it came to pass at that time that Eli, Eli was laid down in his place, and his, wax, his eyes began to wax dim, and he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. Now, let's think about it. In the New Testament, we take this top and a shadow from the Old. We teach it in the New. In the New, you and I, we know 2 Corinthians three sixteen just for one spot. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And, and for, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, verse 17, is what? It is liberty, freedom, right? You and I, we have freedom. We have liberty. And so, uh, Eli, a of type of the corrupt priesthood, he's laid down and went to sleep. His eyes is dim. He can't see the things of God. You and I, we've got to stir some people and get them awakening to some things. Right now, this nation is not going to hold together. We're going to fall apart right before the, the very plan and the will of God if we don't come out of sin, if we don't come out of lies, if we don't stop putting people in positions to rule over us and to take away the will and the plan of God. Come on, we've got to stand up. You're the church of the Almighty God. You can—you have power, you have position, you have authority. And we need to exercise that this very moment. Moment of our lives. Now, notice um, we won't take time to read all of this, but but uh, God starts talking uh, to, to Samuel and He gives him a message, and, and, and the message is, "I'm going to raise you up." So, if you'll hear God this morning, God wants to raise you up. He wants to make you strong. He wants to empower you to be able to see what He's doing in these last days. God is a God that is a God of vision. He's not trying to hide anything. He wants to reveal His will and His plan. 1 Corinthians 2 says that God has things that we have never even entered into the heart of man, but He wants to reveal it by His Spirit, amen, in your spirit. So He's got some things for us this morning, but we've got to hear it. Now what I want you to think about this morning is, when you will hear what God has you to, to hear and you say what God has you to say, you realize that God amends you? We love to amen God. Look, just for, this is just a side note, but look at the verse number 20. For, and you study this out in your home study time. 1 Samuel 3 and 20. And all of Israel from Dan, from Judge, even to Beersheba, the, the well of the oath, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet. Now this word established is where we get our word, amen. God, amen. Come on, the child Samuel. Come on. The, the, when you and I, when we hear what God would have us to hear, when we do what He would have us to do, God is saying, "Amen." When you say "Amen" to something, that means that you're you're supporting it. It means to be rendered faith and uh, uh, faith and firm, and uh, uh, it means to render. Uh, to foster as a parent, as a nurse. In other words, it means to cause to reproduce. You and I, we've been called to reproduce the things of God, amen, to do what God would have us to do. That's our God. And so when God is saying yes to your life, amen to your life, the devil can't do anything against you. You have victory. You have success, amen. This is the truth. But here's the key, verse 21. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, in Tranquil, in Rest, For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. This morning, there may be some areas in your life where you're not in rest. You're in turmoil. you're, you're, You're nervous. You're anxious. You're upset about some things. And those things keep you from hearing what thus saith the Lord. So we've got to rest in what we've heard and then we'll hear more. We've we got to be in that place. And so what we do is we say, devil, I don't care what you're showing me. I don't care what I'm feeling. I'm not going by failing feelings. I'm going by firm faith. Amen. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm going to hear what he has to say for me. Jesus is my Sabbath. Jesus is my rest. Amen. I'm going to rest in Shiloh. I'm going to be tranquil. And he's going to talk to me. So God's word is precious. Sister Victoria, put 2 uh, Peter 1.4. 2 Peter 1.4, New Testament uh, corroboration of what we're reading in the Old Testament. Look what the Word of God says. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great. Come on, not just a little bit good. God's precious promises, they're exceeding great and they're precious promises. That by these, by these precious promises, that you and I might be partakers of the divine nature. Come on, the Word of God will get us out of the flesh. The Word of God will get us in the Spirit. You cannot be defeated when you walk in the Spirit. When you walk in the Spirit, the Bible says, the Word of God teaches us that we shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, the the, the things that pulls against us, the things that hurts us and hinders us, that tries to to bring confusion and despair. You and I, if we'll get into the Word of God, if we'll receive this exceeding great Precious promise. You and I will be partakers of the divine name. Jesus, He walked in this flesh. But He walked in the Spirit in the flesh. And He defeated it for you and I. He's your source. Amen. He's my source. I haven't uh, uh, escaped the corruption that is in the world through the lust. You need to tell the devil, I'm escaped. This earth is not my home. I'm a pilgrim passing through. I live from above. My citizenship is in Heaven. Amen. So God's Word is precious. It's valuable. And it causes you and I to be able to walk up and above everything that would be a hindrance and a limitation to us. Amen. We're going to walk above things. We're not going to walk beneath. Amen. All right. So God's Word is perfect. Now, what God's Word does is when we receive it as it is, that's what it reproduces in our life. So we become precious to God. God becomes precious to us, but then we become perfect. Go with me to Genesis chapter 17. Let's look at what happens to Abram. Now you and I, we can go under the old man and the old name all we want to, or we can let the Word of God come into our life and change everything about us. I want the Word of God to change me, don't you? Look at Genesis 17. Um, Abram has been walking with God for 24 years. He's been walking with me for 24 years, and he's still got the same name. I don't know about you, but I've been a Christian for a long time, but I've still got some problems. I've still got some struggles. But guess what? The Word of God, as I will get into the Word of God, as I will take heed to the Word of God, as I will hear what it says and apply it in my life, those problems come under the feet of Jesus. Jesus. All of a sudden, that victory of the cross, that promise of the Word of God, that escaping uh, of the old man and, and that, that nature of lust, it's defeated, amen? And I have victory. Verse 1, 17, 1, And when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram, and He said unto him, I am the Almighty God. I'm El Shaddai. El Shaddai. That means I have the power... I, I have uh, the, the, the perfection in my life that I want to work in your life that will change everything about your life if you'll just hear me. Amen? Now, notice what he said. And he said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So God always has a word for us that we have to act upon. And when we act upon the first part of his word, it activates his promises, his precious promises in our life so his word to Abram is listen you've been walking with me for 24 years but you haven't been now this word perfect makes us nervous in the English but what this means is it means entire entire just, just let me have your whole heart help me have your whole mind help me have your whole life just, just give everything to me because I own it all anyway recognize that, realize that, give it to me. And if you will do that, then you qualify for my promises. I want to qualify, don't you? And and Jesus is my qualifier. See, I've got a lot of mistakes over here, but Jesus in the blood takes care of those mistakes, and God looks at me through the blood of Jesus, and I qualify for all of His promises because I'm willing to act on what this Word says. Amen? All right. Notice what He said. He said, walk before me and be thou perfect, be thou entire complete. And He says, this is what will happen. I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. God's got some promises. God wants you to be an overcomer. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to see that you have a covenant with Him. See, the devil wants you and I to stay in the place of struggle. But in the name of Jesus, we're staying in the place of the Savior. The place of the Savior is Jesus done struggle through all of those things for me and overcome. And now they're mine because He gave them to me. They're yours because you're a part of the church. He gave them to you. So we've got a covenant. So in your life this morning, you've got a situation, you've got a storm, you've got a problem. Then you speak to that problem, that storm, that situation according to the covenant that God has gave you. In other words, you know what you have. You know who you are. You know what the Word is doing. You know that the Word is calling you something else. See, he's still being called Abram. But God said, I'm going to change your name to Abraham. See, Abram means exalted father. In other words, he had some pride issues. Come on, exaltation lofty like Eli. But God said, I'm going to change your name. I'm going to add the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet to it, and I'm going to give you grace. And all of a sudden, his name becomes father of many nations. Come on, you have the ability to reproduce what Jesus is creating in your life. Come on, you have the ability to reproduce that word. That word is quick, it's sharp, it's alive, it's in your life, and it cannot fail, amen? God's word will not fall to the ground. He will not allow it. Jeremiah said that, that God said, I will hasten to perform my word, amen? Now, I know sometimes I get a little uh, discouraged when it don't happen, and my form of hastening is not the same as God's, but I trust God, amen? He's a good God. And his timing is, uh, I'm, I need to line up with it, not try to get him to line up with me. Amen? All right. Now, notice what he said. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying. So, when, when, all of this time, he'd been walking with, with, with the Lord, and he never heard those words about being complete. This morning, you may have been saved for a long time, or you may have just got saved, but God's got a word for you, That'll take you from where you're at to where He wants you to be. He's got a new word for you. God is always speaking. I get so um, righteous indignation when people say, Well, God doesn't talk anymore. I don't know which God you're serving, but the Lord God of heaven, He has a word. Jesus said that I'll call my sheep out by. And I'll speak a word to them. I'll lead them from pastor to pastor. In other words, I'll feed them from this season to this season to this season. They'll never go hungry. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. Come on, that's our God. Amen. And so all of a sudden here, he he changes his name. Now notice what this, uh, uh, verse 5. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. You and I, we've got to get in the place where we let what God has named us determine what we do, what we don't do, how we see things. Not what our, uh, our past, not what our experiences says, but what God says. I, I, I can let God use my experience, but I'm not going to let the devil put me in a prison of experience. Amen? I'm going to be what God's called me to be. Sister Victoria, put James one twenty five. James 21, 25, second witness, uh, New Testament confirmation about the word of God is perfect. Because see, when God spoke, that's God's word. And he spoke to, to Abram and made him Abraham. He gave him a perfected word. Look what this says. But whoso, say I'm a whoso. Come on now, we are. But whoso looketh into the perfect, right there, perfect law of liberty. This morning, if there's any area in your life that you don't have victory, you don't have freedom, you don't have peace, come on, you've got to come back and say, Father, by the Holy Ghost, I want to get on my face like like Abram did. I want to become an Abraham. I want to become a part of your covenant. I want to hear what the devil is stealing from me. I want to know what you have for me. I want my home life. I want my job life. I want my community life. I want everything to be lined up with the Word of God. I want to hear thus saith the Lord. I want to have liberty. If you don't have liberty in an area in your life, don't keep beating your head against the wall. Don't say, well, God loves somebody else, but He don't love me. Don't say that God won't do it for me. Say, God, what do I need to hear this morning? I'm going to get God's Word for myself. Amen. I'm going to receive it. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing or believing. But I'm going to believe God. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen. We've got to be like Joshua. All right. Uh, you look into the law. You see it. You receive it. And you continue therein. See, here's the, here's the thing. When, when you get that Word... Uh, you've got to stand strong in what you've heard. Because the devil's going to bring all every gate of hell against you. But when it comes against you, you've got to say, Jesus, you said you'd build your church, and the gates of hell will not. They shall not prevail against me and your promise. So devil, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, what I'm looking, it's a lie. In the name of Jesus, I have victory, I have peace. I'm getting the word for myself. I've got to continue in this world. Word. Amen. I've got a whole strong. But he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be, this woman shall be, this boy shall be, this girl shall be, shall be blessed in their deeds. Come on. Blessed. Whom God blesses, you cannot be cursed. Amen. So you've got to tell the devil when he starts showing you something that looks like a curse. Devil, you can do what you want to. It bounces off the blood of Jesus and it comes right back on you. It's not going to stick to me in Jesus' name. I have liberty. I have victory. I am blessed. Come on. He won't stick around when you start telling him what you know in and from the Word of God. Those things that he used to hang around you and browbeat you with. All of a sudden, he's going out the door. Because he cannot stand the power, the perfection, the preciousness, the valuableness, the, uh, of this precious word. Amen. Amen. Sister Victoria, 2 Corinthians 3:16. Uh, I'm sorry, Second Timothy, Second Timothy, 3:16. The, 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 the word of God, it, it comes by inspiration. We've got to see this. Some scripture, all. all? all. Wait a minute. There's some of this in here I don't like. Could that be why I've got problems? See, if I pick and choose, then that's all I receive. There's people this morning, they're not in the house of God because they've been hurt, they've been mistreated, they've been lied to. They've been told all sorts of things. And now they've gave up on God. And it's time as a church of the living God that we restore an expectation, a hope in their life. Only way we can do that is to be honest with them and say, Listen, we're all the same. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, we're all in all points. We're tempted. I've went through the same temptation you went through. Come on, we, we, we... there's no holier than thou. There's no great big eyes. No, we're all the same. And we need to be in that place, amen? All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. See, the devil wants you to think, oh, I've got to read, I've got to study, I've got to cry so... No. Holy Ghost is my inspiration. The Spirit of the Living God inspires me. He's my teacher. He's my guide. He brings back to my remembrance everything Jesus has said. I don't have to trust in myself. I don't have to write everything down, though, praise God, we do take notes and we make because we honor the Word of God. But we need to what? We need to let the Holy Ghost write it on the table of our heart. Your heart is always with you. Come on, you may not have the notepad, but you've always got your heart, your spirit with you, and God can bring it out of your spirit when you need it. All right, it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Next verse, look at this promise. That the man, woman, boy or girl of God may be... What the Word is, is what it makes us be. When we receive it, amen. Now this word perfect here, I love it. It's the only time in the whole Bible it's used. And this Greek word means fresh and complete. When I, when I read that fresh, it made me think about h- how many times have you have you walked through an orchard. You know, and, and you, you smelt the different fruit on the trees. When it was just right. Don't you love the smell of fresh peaches? Oh, you, you, you can smell that when it's just right, that, that, that sweet smell. And, it, and, and, and that smell gets your attention. Then all of a sudden, you start looking. And, and, and when you start looking at it, oh, you see how beautiful that peach is. But then when you go and you pick it off yourself, and you taste of it yourself, you see how good it tastes. Amen? Come on. That, that's what this is talking about. In your life, there is a freshness. There's a completeness of Jesus that grows every day. Come on, you'll be growing every day until the coming of the Lord. You're going to be better tomorrow if the Lord tarries than you are today. Amen? And and that freshness is going to be a scent that everyone around you can smell. They can smell the anointing. They can smell the presence. They can smell the work of God in your life. And they want to hang around you. And they want to do Psalms 34.8. They want to taste and see the Lord is good. All right. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. See, Abram had to believe God. Sarah had to believe God. And they had to try to make an Isaac. Come on, you're going to have to do some things that look impossible. Come on, he's, he's 99 years old. She's 90 years old. And they've got to have a child of a promise. Okay? Sometimes it takes an act of faith where your mind is saying, Are you stupid? But it's not what your body feels. It's not what your mind thinks. It's what the Holy Ghost is doing in your spirit. Amen? Yeah, amen? You've got to see yourself a part of the covenant. You've got to see yourself that when you feel weak that you decree, you declare, I am strong. Amen? We come in agreement with the Word of God. All right. So God's Word is precious. It's, 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 it's perfect, but it's powerful. Let's go to Psalms 29. Psalms 29, verse number 4. The first time that the Lord anointed me to preach a message, not teach a message, but preach a message, I I, I preached on this 29th Psalm. And uh, uh, the Lord done some things in that service in my life. He's never done since because... He, uh, he confirms some things, and, 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 and as desperately as I look and I seek for those things, I have to believe them by faith now. So you may have felt some things in the past, you may have seen some things in the past, but now God wants you to walk by faith. Come on, not by what you saw in the past, not what you felt in the past. You just got to know that when God's called you, and every one of you under the sound of my voice, you have a calling on your life. Whether you feel it or not, you've got to walk it out, amen? Psalms 29, 4. The voice of the Lord is what? Oh, hallelujah. So the voice of the Lord, that's His Word. His Word is speaking. The, the Bible actually, Paul uh, asked the, the, the New Testament churches, he said, will you give voice to the Word of God? The word of God is powerful, but God is looking for a temple. He's looking for a vessel to speak through, and so this word right here, the voice of the Lord is powerful. It means it has the force to produce. That's how Isaac come about. Come on. So there's nothing in your life that is it's not too late. We don't serve a too late God. We don't serve a whoops God. We don't serve a God saying, oh well. No, we serve a God that is ready and willing when I will line up with Him, when I'll take Him at His word. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty full of splendor, full of uh, of anointing that draws and magnifies and reveals. And, and so, uh, I've got to learn that as I hear what the Spirit of God is speaking in my spirit, I've got to speak it out. Because when I give voice to the what God is speaking in my spirit, I'm coming in agreement with Him. And Jesus made a promise in Matthew eighteen eighteen that when you and I come in agreement, we could bind some things here on earth and they would be we could lose some things here on earth and they would be... Come on, that's our promise. And, and so, uh, I, I've, I've got to say, the, the Word is powerful. It's, it, it will create what it was intended to create. Amen? Yeah. So, uh, go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Let's read verse 12. You know the verse very very good. But I, this is the key for you and I to be able to walk out some things this morning where the flesh will not be hindered by the devil, by the world anymore. Now, just act like you've never heard this verse before. You can quote it, but just act like you've never heard it before. Uh, Hebrews 4 and 12. For the Word of God is quick, it's alive, and powerful. Come on, the Word of God is power. The voice of the Lord is powerful. So the Word of God is powerful. This word powerful here, uh, it, it, it's not in the sense of overwhelming strength, in the sense of, boy, you know, you, you When I was a kid, I used to love to watch Paul Orndorff. He was the arm wrestling champion for years and years and years. And I thought that was amazing. But anyway, it's not in that sense. It's in the sense that it's powerful, that it's operative. It's effectual. In other words, one jot, one tittle from Jesus by the Holy Ghost will do everything in your life that you need. Everything that you need for that situation. In other words, uh, if we're not careful... We try to get bogged down by getting so much of the word that we get so much that we miss what God is saying. We need this word. Don't take, me, don't take what I'm saying wrong. But uh, uh, if I'm in a situation where I need to know that God's going to get me through the storm, I need to be reading uh, 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 about Mark 4. I need to, I need to see that, that the devil wants to steal the word from me, but God has a word that's going to take me to the other side. Amen? I don't need to be uh, reading about uh, the plagues in the book of Revelation. Now, thank God for all of that. I don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but you and I, we've got to rightly divide the word of truth. We've got to be in tune with the Holy Ghost and let Him feed us with what we need when we need it. Amen? Now, this what he said. For the word of God is quick and powerful. It's operative. It's effectual. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, see what God told Abram when He made him Abraham. He said, I'm going to have a covenant with you. And that covenant is a covenant of circumcision. Now, so what this is showing us here is what we understand that the covenant of circumcision uh, in the New Testament church is the cutting away of the heart. Yeah. And so you can look at uh, uh, Deuteronomy 30 and 6. You can look at Romans two twenty nine. You can look in there and we can see that the circumcision of the heart comes by the Word of God. So, the Word of God is so powerful, it's quick, it's living, it's, it, it's powerful, it's effectual, and it, it, what does it do? It's sharper than any two edged sword. See, right now, the only problem I have in my life is when I start listening to what the devil is telling my mind, how he starts affecting my body, come on, and, and, and starts moving me away from the spiritual into the natural. And so I'll, if I'll come back and if I'll hear what the Lord is saying, if I'll hear Jesus say, "It is written, it is written," I have the words. I have those words. He, what would He do? He said it would piercing, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Now we say it many times, but I'll say it again for maybe somebody who hasn't heard it. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's what your soul is. So the word of God. It actually has the ability; it has uh, the power to show you what your spirit is. See, God is a spirit, John four twenty four, right? And we must worship Him in in truth. And and, and you and I, we're going. Our spirit is going to live forever. All right, but your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions—it's your personality. Okay, it, it's it's who you are but your spirit gets born again when you get saved and you get, by the word of God, you get blood washed. Then your soul, you've got to renew your mind, your soul to the word of God where you can have this freedom, this liberty. See, every area of my life that I've went and got the word for myself, I have victory. I have peace, I have faith, I have confidence. But in these other areas where I've been lax or I've let the devil confuse me or discourage me, and I haven't went and got this word, guess what? My flesh starts overriding the truth of how God talks to me. Because God talks to me in my spirit. God talks to you in, his, uh, in your spirit by His spirit. Amen? And, and so we, we've got to divide those things because the devil loves to play religion. He'll come and he'll move on your soul. The devil can talk to your soul and he can talk to your body. He cannot talk to your spirit. Your spirit's smarter than that. Your spirit understands some things. So we have to have the Word of God. What does it do? Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow, that's your body, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So, in other words, this morning you may be dealing with some situation. Somebody's here this morning and you've got an issue about self-worth. Yeah, I, 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 did, I, did, I just know it. I, I, I feel it in my spirit. You don't understand how precious you are. You don't understand how valuable you are. You're letting uh, maybe mistakes or the past. You're letting uh, the, the, the enemy in this world to try to limit you, try to put a label on you. And so you need the Word of God. You need a fresh word this morning to cut off uh, what the flesh is feeling to renew the soul and, and to hear in your spirit that you're valuable. Come on, you were worth the Bible says that that God's precious blood of his lamb. That's what it talked about called, uh cost <laughs> to buy you back from the devil. That's how valuable you are. Come on, you you're the the more rare something is, the more Costly it is. There's nothing more rare than the blood of Jesus. And so He shed His blood that He would buy you back. So you and I, we need to get back in the place in the position where I, 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 I see that I'm of value because God said I was. And I need to let uh, the, the Spirit of God give me a word this morning that will lift me up. You'll never overcome your past if you let the past place a label on you. Don't ever say, I'm just a sinner. Say by grace. Now, when you get born again, you are no longer a sinner. You become a child of God. You become sanctified in Jesus. You are a saint. Amen. Now, you may make a mistake. Come on, I may make a mistake. But that doesn't mean I'm a sinner. I just. In this world, I need Jesus. Amen? In this world, you need Jesus. And, and so, this, this morning, I want you to be in the place and the position that you just get the word for yourself. Let God talk to you. He's got some great things for you and I to do before the, uh, the, the coming of the Lord. And we've got to get ready. We've got to be in a, a state of readiness as, as this awakening is going to come. I, I, we've got to see that you can't be doing what our nation is doing and stay a nation. So our hope is not in, we're going to pray for America, we're going to stand up for America, we're going to live for America, but our hope is in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen? And you and I, we've got to be ready at all times to give a hope to somebody who has a question about how they can be saved, how they can be born again, how they can find peace. But we've got to be ready ourselves, for the coming of the Lord is nigh. Amen? And you say, well, I've heard that all my life. That doesn't make it any less true. Amen? I'm getting older. I don't know how long I've got in the natural, even in my own days. I'm going to live as long as the Lord will let me live. Amen? But at the same time, we've got to be ready. And the way that we're ready is not saying I'm ready. The way we're ready is we're about our Father's business. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's kind of like this. I, there's a ham, amateur radio guy. He, he was on a flight... Uh, uh, to Dallas, Texas and and, and he was he had his little HT his handy talkie and he he was had it tuned into the aircraft band and he because he wanted to hear his pilot talking to the uh, traffic controllers and and so he he was listening in on this conversation and uh, the uh, air traffic controller told the pilot of that particular plane said listen said you're going to have to pull back and you're going to have to go in in, and Uh, just a a circle situation and kind of stand off to the side here because we've got a plane that's coming in uh, that they're going to have to land. And and the pilot, he'd come back to the air traffic controller and he objected. He said, listen, I heard his location. I've got time to land and get out of the way before he even gets here. And the air traffic controller very sternly said, what I just told you is not an option. This is not an option. Give me this day my daily bread. Jesus said for us to pray that. To ask the Father. You cannot. You'll grow weaker and weaker and weaker. Your life will become more of a turmoil. You'll have troubles and struggles that you'd never have to have if you'll simply get the word for yourself. Amen. Amen. It's not an option. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm just telling you, the devil is coming after you. But Jesus has you. You're in the Father's hand. And so you have to have the Word to be strong and to be sure of who you are, what your calling is, and to do what God's called you to do. Amen? Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this wonderful group of people. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that lives inside of each believer. I asked right now that you would speak into our lives. Give us a word that would bring encouragement, that would bring strength, that would bring peace into every person's life. Father, it's not an option. Lord, right now, there's some here, they've got some questions. They there have been some things that's happened in their life, and and, and the devil has brought temptation, he's brought struggle, he, he's brought attacks. And now they're in situations and circumstances that the enemy wants to convince them that it's a prison and it's permanent. But Lord, we seek you, the Savior. We seek you, the Savior, that brings solutions. Lord, right now let every stronghold fall. And speak a word by your Spirit into every person's life that will make them hungry. And bring encouragement and strength to them. I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we all say... Amen. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar? Say, Lord, here I am this morning. I've got situations. I've got circumstances. But I know that you love me. And I know that you have a word for me. Now, there's somebody in particular right now, but I pray the anointing is on these words. That the Lord wants to wrap his arms around you. He wants to dissolve that label off of you. And He wants to show you, just as He changed Abram's name to Abraham, He has a name for you in this situation, in this season of life. Those feelings that you feel, those pulls, that that, that very thing that the enemy does in your life, today can be the day that it's broke off, and it doesn't have to dominate you, it doesn't have to influence you anymore. All you have to do is come. If you don't feel like coming up here, make you an altar at your seat. If I can pray with you, raise your hand. I'd love to pray with you. I love you, but most importantly, God loves you with an everlasting love. And the Bible says nothing can separate you and I from the love of